Welcome in to Potty Podcast Football. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy, and we're coming in after a Thanksgiving break. With I think this is the first time that all three games on Thanksgiving were fantastic. I think this is the first time that two games on Thanksgiving were fantastic. I think that's the more accurate statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, I enjoyed all of them. I didn't finish the Vikings Patriots. I was in a Thanksgiving coma by that point, and I fell asleep. But um, it, from what I saw, it was pretty good up until then. Uh, let's start with the first one, though. Bills at the Lions. Lions are getting a whopping 10 points. The over-under is 54. You, me, and Coin all took Lions. Uh, you and I also took the over, and um, they, they were one point away from hitting over-under, so Coin got that. Yeah, but nice. Lions, man, that was that might have been the best game of the week. It was so fantastic, and what a great way to kick it off. Even though the Lions end up losing 28-25 to in a very close game, um, I know there's no moral victories, but for this one, it kind of is for the Lions. They don't need to win games because they're not really going to do anything this year, so it's better for mm-hmm. the for their draft picks for next year. But you see that they're building towards this is if as a Texans fan, this is what losing correctly is. It's still showing. Look, we're making <laughs> yeah. we're making strides. You can see the hope. Um, we'll get to the Texans game later because we have to. But um, the Lions but are I'm building. I'm really interested in this team. Mm-hmm. How, how much do you need to lose? Like, like because basically they're just losing to the point that they can get one of the top two quarterbacks. But like, Goff's playing pretty well. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, he's not elite. There, he's definitely not elite. But I mean, 240 yards, two touchdowns, and and no picks this week. I mean, that is, that's what you need for the Lions. They're yeah. they're a running offense, and they've got a great defense. I, no, I think see, I, I disagree with the defense. They need not to... great, not great, yeah. not great. But yeah, they, they they can pick up some really good players. Like like they're to me, they're the type of te- team to grab Jalen Carter. Like, yeah, you know I, mean? I was it's thinking the exact same thing. Like you're saying, they need run. to get a quarterback first. I mean, yeah, I don't know that you don't take Jalen Carter and then a really good corner because Akuda's been good. He's got injury history past, but they need help in that secondary. I like their linebackers with Malcolm Rodriguez and Alex Anzalone. Um, Aiden Hutchinson. But that's why they don't need to lose more. Yeah, like, yeah. They can get those at like pick eight, ten. Like they don't need to get the number one overall pick to get Jalen Carter. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that. That's where I'm like, I, you're right. <laughs> they're losing close games that are that are good, but like I don't think they need to lose anymore. They can they can win a couple and be fine. Yeah, and we might get Jamal or uh, Jamison Williams back. We are next this week. So we'll see. Um, they said it would be December when we see him. So it could be, I mean, that would that would be on target. And they're going to have, I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is a top 10 wide receiver in this league. Uh, Jamison Williams, he was, if he didn't get injured, he could have been one of the first picks in the, in the draft, or first wide receivers in the draft. And then, you know what? I think if I'm them, maybe I go get a running back. John, DeAndre Swift is just injured too much. Uh, I love Jamal Williams. Man, if Jamal Williams gets hurt, DeAndre Swift could be too. And that offensive line is so good. It, it is really good. I, I don't. I really don't think they need another running back. I actually kind of like who they've got right now, and, and and I agree that Swift gets hurt a lot. But I think there's something else going on with Swift that's causing them Uh-oh. to not play him, like something in the locker room. Oh, but, really? Okay. Um, if yeah, but if that happens, then. They'll be. I'm sure they'll be able to uh, uh, to trade him and get something good for him. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they could they could realistically get DeAndre Carter and uh, Bijan Robinson in the first round. Gosh, that's yeah. That's that's wild. yeah. This and this is such a fun team to root for. Like especially when it's hard rooting for the Texans. Like I stopped watching Texans games because they come on the same time as bears now. And so I watch the bears games because at least they're entertaining. I can't, I can't sit through another Texans game. It's the most abysmal stuff in the world, but it's fun having being able to root for the lions, the jets, the bears. Like there are teams like that are interesting. I think the Falcons could take a step next year. So, um, in this one, it was, um, it started off slow for Josh Allen. He that elbow is hurting him because he seemed limited. He kind of picked it up in the second half, but twenty four for forty two, two fifty three, two touchdowns and interception. 
And then he ran 10 for 78 and a touchdown because that's what he does. Um, also, what was the point of trading for Naheem Hines? He had one carry for three yards. I mean, maybe he's not picking anything up. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I had the same I had the same question. I was really, I was really trying to understand that, but uh, maybe he's just not getting it. I don't know. Yeah, I tell you, that's a team that could use DeAndre Swift. Um, on the other side, Jamal Williams, eighteen for sixty-six and one on the ground. Um, that guy, he he just gets a touchdown every single game. That's what he does every single game. They put him in the red zone, and he goes and gets that touch touchdown. He's He's kind of the lead back. I mean, you see 18 carries for him, five for DeAndre Swift. I think you're mm-hmm. kind of right. Maybe there is something going on where they just don't trust DeAndre. I mean, he's he's had fumbling issues. Jamal Williams doesn't fumble it. And he gets – you put him in, in the red zone, and he will get that, that goal line. Um, Goff, 23 for 37, 240, and two uh, on the other – and then in receiving. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Like we were saying, top 10 wide receiver, nine for 122 and one. Yeah, dude's a stud. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun team to watch going forward. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move on to the Giants at the Cowboys. The Giants are getting a whopping ten points. The over under is forty five and a half. Uh, I, uh, Coin and I took Cowboys and under. You took Giants and under. And um, yeah, I thought this was a closer game than I thought it would be. I actually made this my lock and my solid pick, but I was wrong. The uh, Cowboys they win, but only twenty eight to twenty. And I figured with Wondell Robinson being out, they were only going to have Darius Slayton. So I didn't, you know, and with that Cowboys defense, they're just going to be able to sit on uh, Saquon Barkley. But Saquon, 11 for 39 on the ground and a touchdown. Nothing great. Darius Slayton, 3 for 63. Richie James, 5 for 41 and a touchdown. That guy just, whenever they need him, he come, he shows up, gets his money, and then gets out. Um yeah, I, it's it's just kind of the defense played pretty well against them. Boy, Tony Pollard, just an absolute beast. Only 18 for 60 on the ground. Uh, but, uh, oh, I'm, I'm thinking of the game before. Yeah, they didn't really need him that much. It was more Zeke. He would get there and then 16 for 92 and a touchdown for Zeke. CeeDee Lamb, 6 for 106. Dalton Schultz, the tight end. This guy keeps getting better and better. Four for 31 and two touchdowns for Dalton Schultz. I mean, he was a stud last year. Yeah, um, before they, he got they, hurt. He's dropped off. Yeah, he's dropped off this year. But they, you're right. I mean, he's he's the red zone threat now. So, and, and, I mean, I think, to be fair, I think the Cowboys are doing a good job changing it up every week. I think that's part of why they're so good. So, so this week they designed, you know, Schultz as the red zone threat. Last week it was Tony Pollard, you know. Next week, who knows, CD Lamb. But they're doing a good job of really spreading it around. Um I was worried that they were going to miss Amari Cooper way too much this year to be an effective offense, but I mean they've they've got a team, man. They've got a pretty darn good team. I, they need to bolster their O line, but it's a it's a it's a damn good team so far. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, and uh, what's his name? We were just talking about uh, Dalton Schultz. He is on a yeah. franchise tag, so he may not. They may resign him, but I really like Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. He was three for fifty-seven in this game. All the tight ends took a took a snap in this one um but i think he could come in next year and be really good i don't know i mean they really can't afford to sign dalton schultz i think just because of the money they're going to spend on cd they're spending on cd lamb zeke and Dak, and then maybe they spend money on obj so i just don't know if they can afford him but man it'd be they'd sure like to have him yeah you're not kidding but they'll yeah i mean it's not like it's an easy position to just replace either but mm-hmm. uh i i think he'll end up extending I, I think now that Dak's back and he sees their contender i think he ends up staying yeah um Dak kind of a mercurial game 21 for 30 261 and two sounds great but then he also had two interceptions one of which was very ugly um but they still come out with the win um i think the cowboys might be the best team in the nfc which sounds gross yeah. to say. I hate it, um, but I think the Eagles are kind of coming back down to earth. You had kind of made you made a really good point that they'd really not played very many good teams to start off with, and they're ten and one. But some of their wins have been a lot closer than they should be with against teams that are above, slightly above average. 
Yeah, and, like two quality wins, I think, on the year is what I read. When yeah. I, when I saw a breakdown that was done, and it was pretty impressive. But, uh, yeah, like two quality wins. But, yeah. I mean, they're still they're good. Yeah, they're good. Not as good as that showed. But yeah. looking at the rest of the, the, the NFC, I mean, the NFC West... 49ers are getting better. They're leading their division, um, but they still kind of—they're still kind of sloppy. They, we'll get into that game later, but like they should have won by a lot more. Seahawks are good, but that defense needs improving. The Vikings we've seen are—they've got a good offense, but they're kind of pretenders. And then the NFC South is just hot garbage. So I don't know. I think the Cowboys might be the—and it's gross to say—but I think they might be the best team in the NFC. Ugh. Um, let's move on to Patriots at the Vikings. Patriots are getting two and a half points over under 42 and a half. You and I took Vikings and under, uh, coin took Patriots and under, and we were all wrong about the under. It was, uh, <laughs> final score Patriots 26 Vikings 33. So the Patriots would have needed seven to cover. Um, they didn't get that. So we were both right in the Vikings coin lost on that one and the total score 59. So well above the over under. Um, I only saw the first half of this game. Like I said, I fell asleep in a, uh, food coma, but Mac Jones looked good. Uh, 28 for 39, 382 and two touchdowns. That's, I mean, that is, you can't ask for much more from your quarterback on that. Um, the running game kind of got stuffed on this one. They I mean, Roger Stevenson and Damian Harris are both solid. They didn't really even run it that much just because, the the Vikings kept them on their kept them on their toes the whole time. Um, Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, the only ones with touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, it, they, everyone got a little bit on this one. He kind he distributed, mm-hmm. and the lowest anyone got was Kendrick Bourne thirty six. After that, everyone got sixty yards or above. Uh, on the other side, Kirk Cousins thirty for thirty seven, two ninety nine, three touchdowns and interception. This is a prime time game. This is the night game on Thanksgiving, and Kirk Cousins, a knock on him is he doesn't show up in big games. And um, after a bad showing last week, a putrid showing last week, he came out and looked really good. Uh, Jeff- Justin Jefferson gets a pass completion for 11 yards, and then uh, he received nine for 139 and a touchdown. That man is a beast, and I love having him and Stephon Diggs on my team. I mean, I think the big news for Mac Jones is he had five bombs of 25 to 40 yards. Yeah. That's that's big. Yeah. I mean, that, for him, for him, that's big, and that shows that if they grab, like, a legit receiver on that team, maybe he's the quarterback that can handle that. Yeah. I mean, that offense. Uh, because they're, they're running game for sure. Ramondre Stevenson? Yes. Ramondre. <laughs> Ramondre. Uh, yeah. He, uh, dude, he's legit. <laughs> he's a scary, yeah. scary dude with the football. Uh, Harris is... is Good. He was really good last week. He didn't do a whole lot this week, but um, I think if yeah, I think if Mac Jones had one more weapon, like a, but like a true legit number one receiver, I think that offense can be way better than people give it credit for. It's just yeah. shocking that a, the Belichick defense really needs to improve. I mean, their defense has been pretty good this year. That's a tough offense. That's the thing about the Vikings is their defense lacks things, and sometimes they can get you can game plan and kind of stuff them. I mean, if you shut down Justin Jefferson, that team kind of folds, but. Yeah. That's a big ask. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is uh, the only person I've seen that's been able to do that, really. Um, yeah. But that that Patriots defense is still, I think, very good. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday games, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize beforehand that we're starting off with the Texans at the Dolphins. Texans getting a whopping 13.5 points over under 46.5. You fool. You thought 13.5 points would be enough. <laughs> you and Coin are foolish. Um, this uh, game, points. this game was really thirty to zero. Let's not let's not joke. It, it was thirty to zero. Um, but basically, it, it was it, thirty to zero at halftime. The Dolphins, the Dolphins just quit playing. They sat Tua in the fourth quarter. He didn't even. The, the second half was basically a um, a preseason game for them. So yeah. the Texans come back and <laughs> they get uh, a touchdown and a couple of field goals. And, well, hold on, hold yeah. On they improved because last week they only had five yards in the first half this year 30 this week 32 i mean uh, that's progress (laughs) in the entire first half uh they're so bad uh i here's what i thought (laughs) i didn't think that they would push to get 30 points in the first half uh i figured 
that after they went up by like 20 points, you know, they just run the football and run out the clock. And even the Texans are one of the worst defenses against the run. However, the Dolphins have a horrible run game. <laughs> so uh, thought, Jeff, you know, Jeff Wilson and um, Mostert have been solid the last I mean, couple weeks. Uh, I mean, this week he had 39 yards, but yeah, on 13 carries. I mean, because they sat, they didn't need him. They sat him. They didn't want him to get hurt. They well, put in Miles Gaskin. That's the thing. They they should have. I mean, Gaskin still only got 17 yards, but that that's my point. Is against the worst defense against the run. They still weren't that effective running the ball against. I my thought was they would have taken their foot off the gas sooner than they did. So if they had, and they like around 20 points then the Texans would have gotten some lucky garbage time, and then 13 and a half points is a lot. I never thought it would be a competitive game. I just never thought that the Dolphins would work hard to put up 30 in the first half. I thought they would uh, they'd have some mercy. <laughs> they no, not. they kept passing. They kept, uh, Yeah, they just kept throwing it. <laughs> yeah, they just kept chunking it up. They're like, we're going to show you. Because, I mean, and after I took – the Texans and I got to uh, I got somewhere I was Sunday and, and they start playing. I, I just looked at up by the end and went, you know what? I was like, I, I made a grave mistake. I said they're gonna have Tua shove it down our throat. Yeah. Because when they tried to trade for Watson, um, you know they had a trade a year earlier uh, with everything we wanted for uh, on the table, but they were trying to force us to take Tua and we said we don't want Tua. So that was that was what stopped the trade package from going down with Miami was we didn't want to as part of the package. We're like, we don't see this as a plus. You, you know what? <laughs> and it, we wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't have known what to do with them anyway. We would have driven it's him true. into the ground. Like every other quarterback we've had. Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, so yeah, we would have had, we would have two and a bunch of firsts a year earlier. So to be fair, we would be a little bit further along on the rebuild. <laughs> uh, if we'd gotten a better coach in, but uh, yeah, that's, I, I kind of figured I'm like you know what Tua and Miami are going to be like, let's show let's show Houston that Tua is not wasn't worth the trade. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and they sure did. They yeah. sure because there's definitely emotion that comes into these games. Probably uh, for the teams playing yeah. harder and oh yeah for sure. Yeah. Just like the Raiders, the Raiders we knew they were going to win because of the emotion that they showed after the last game. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was this is not a this is not a professional football team. So I don't want to talk about them anymore. They're terrible. Uh, you put up Agreed. a prop bet, but I did it. not see it in time. Waddle over under 115 yards. I would have taken the under just because I figured they would have gotten up so quick that they wouldn't. Have, there's no reason to keep passing. They would. I figured they would have started running it, even though they didn't. Um, Waddle ends up with 85 yards. Um, so we didn't get to that one. But let's, I mean, well, hold on. Let's let's no. just marvel at the fact that they put up 30 points in the first half and there's not a single player with a hundred yards on their team. <laughs> yeah. And there's not a running back with over 40 yards on their team. <laughs> that is, and yet they put up 30 points. So yeah, that's, Dude, that I think, I think halfway through that game, most of the team went out for like hot pockets and beers. Cause like they were done. They didn't, they came back in the second half and it was just, they weren't even trying. They didn't care. I mean, they still kept throwing it just cause it was like, well, we could use the practice. I'm guessing that that was like game plan for whoever they're playing next week. They weren't even playing the Texans at that time. Uh, I'll tell you, if you want some comedy, though, before we move on, if you want some comedy, you need to listen to the press conferences for Houston after the game. Oh, I did. There, there, did you? Oh, it's there, so there, bad. Oh, my God. It's horrible. And there's this dude named Brooks Cabina who's yeah. taken John McClain's spot in the Chronicle. And this... Dude is trying to make a name for himself, and he is not holding back. <laughs> no, like I think but the, last week. But the questions he's he asking are not him. out of. They're not like crazy questions. They're not. But but last week he just asked Lovey point blank, "Do you think you should resign?" <laughs> <laughs> like whoa, like he's been just not holding back. Yeah, I, I but Lovey, you're right. Been terrible. He's not taking a BS. Yeah, there, I mean, there's not a lot of talent on this team, but the, he's it, it's. They're, I mean, they're still better than this. Like any team is better than they. You, they were at least somewhat competitive last year. They've somehow gotten worse. So, yeah. And Lovey can't change his defense, so he's he's too stuck in his ways. Yeah, that, that's what needs to change, and he's just not doing anything to adapt to the fact that people are running it down their throats. Yeah, and he he's not been good at the last two coaching positions he's had. Um, he's too old school. He won't change. Yeah, let's move on. No one wants to hear the Texans, myself included. 
Ravens at the Jags. Jags are getting three and a half. Over under is 43 and a half. Um, Coin and I took Jags. Uh, I took under. Uh, you took Ravens and under. Coin took Jags and over. Uh, turns out Coin and I were correct. I just, the Ravens are too beat up. They don't have any offensive weapons right now. So they end up, uh, Jags get a narrow victory, 28 to 27. It would require a two point conversion to get it done. And this was actually a pretty good game. Um, Trevor Lawrence had a great game, 29 for 37 and three touchdowns for 321 yards. He is slowly getting better and better. I think he's starting to, sh to shake off um, the Urban Meyer stink of him and uh, do better. Travis Etienne gets injured very early in the game. Jamichael Hasty comes in and does an impersonation of a running back. Uh, but the news from Etienne is he was medically cleared in that game, but they just sat him to be careful, which... It's fine because I still ended up winning my uh, fantasy league, and he uh, helped me beat you in your fantasy league. So um, Zay Jones with a huge game, 11 for 145. Christian Kirk got injured, was down a long time. I haven't heard anything about that, but that's something to keep an eye on because that is that is the uh, the pendulum of which their uh, their their passing game relies on. Uh, on the other side, Lamar Jackson, 16 for 32, 254 and one. Then he ran for, you know, for 89 yards. Gus Edwards back as the lead carry, 16 for 52 and a touchdown. Um, yeah, they just, I mean, Josh Oliver was the lead wide receiver. He's the backup tight end. Mark Andrews, who's still nicked up, four for 50. Uh, Oliver went four for 76 and a touchdown. Deshaun Jackson, two for 74. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's your leading receiver. It's just, they just don't have anything. They're not giving him any the weapons he needs. And I think Lamar Jackson, he's going to go to the highest bidder this season, and he's going to get a boatload of money as long as he stays healthy. Yeah, yeah, I, and he, des he deserves it. What did he you say? It. Wait, what was that? I know. What's that now? I did. I did. He's, he's just been, he's been just killing it. Uh, he deserves it. Playing out of his mind. Uh, the pro My only fear is if I were them, and, and I kind of do stand by this part still. It's are are his legs going to be able to hold up another four years? Like that that worries me. I mean, think of him as a running back, right? I mean, if he's a running back, you, we, they found and proven time and time and time and time and time again, they are never worth the second contract. They are almost never worth it. Not yeah. Christian McCaffrey, not Alvin Kamara. They're just they're just not worth it. After four years, their knees are shot. And Lamar Jackson's been doing this for six. And granted, not taking as much bruising as a running back, but he's taken six. No, he's now, not, he hasn't been there for – he hasn't been in the NFL for six years. Yeah, he's got two franchise tags, right? He's 25 – no, he hasn't – no, he's 25 years old. Is he? Yeah. Okay, so he's only four years in? Um, I believe – this will be – no, this this is probably his fifth – he might have come in when he was 20 because this will be – if this is his fifth year, then they could tag him yes. after this. They could. Yeah, they can give him a second tag. So, okay, so it's five years. So he's taken – at the end of this year, he'll have taken five years of the punishment. Um, and, again, not taking as much as a running back. He could probably take a few more. But now you're talking guaranteeing what? Not guaranteeing – well, I mean, maybe guaranteeing, like $50 million a year for the next four years. Like, that's a lot, man. That's a lot for a running quarterback. I mean, he's he, – right now in his prime, he's – I was wrong. He is absolutely worth it. I do worry, though, about a five-year or even a six-year deal going to him if, if that's not going to bite him in the butt in a couple I, of years. I think he'll get a four-year. There'll be a lot of fully guaranteed, although the NFL is trying to crack down on the amount of fully guaranteed. They all hate the Browns owner for that. Um, but I, I don't know. His passing gets better as he goes. I think he can re he'll be able to rely less on his legs because – but he's still going to be mobile in the pocket. I think a four-year deal is about right. When you're done, he'll be 30, and you can kind of move on uh, or evaluate from that point and probably move on just because those hits do add up. I agree. But I would still, boy, I mean, if the, Tex, if the Texans got him in the offseason, you would be losing your mind. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Let us move on um, to the Bears at the Jets. The Bears are getting four and a half. The over-under is 39 and a half. We, we kind of had a preface for this that we weren't sure if Justin Fields was going to play or not. Um, 
And if he was, I was going to take the Jets. I took the Bears because at the time it seemed like he was still going to play. You took the Bears because we both thought he was. I thought he was going to play. Yeah. Coin is prolific and can see the future and took the Jets because Coin knows these things. And so final score is 31 to 10 Jets over Bears um, in what was an, a nail in the coffin uh, for Zach Wilson as a Jet because Mike White goes 22 for 28, 315 three touchdowns he had and he looked good i mean he was zipping it in there making tight throws it was that it was a great game and the, the he just fed garrett wilson five for 95 and two touchdowns i appreciate you for not starting him against me and starting jamar chase instead no, I too. that oh. really was helpful but you've already you've already secured your spot in the the playoffs in that league so you i appreciate I like weeks ago, the right? thanksgiving totally present. yeah yeah you, yeah that's i think your second loss of the season um, on the other side, Trevor Simeon comes in, does Trevor Simeon things, 14 for 25, 179, a touchdown interception. I mean, this is not a – you have to be next level good like Justin Fields to to do something as a quarterback in, uh, on this team because the offensive line is so bad. Uh, David Montgomery, 14 for 79, comes back and gets the line share of the carries and then 3 for 34 on the ground. Um, targeted Chase Claypool five times, Cole Komet six. This – this is a team that if they shore up that offensive line, they're going to need a little bit more help on that defense because they traded off some key pieces. But address the offensive line in the offseason. Make that your priority. And then next year, do the defense. Because if they do that, this is a competitive team next year. I, I, I just want to tell you something. There's still room because I never got off the Mike White hype train. So if you, if you need some room, I, I, there's a room up. I'm I'm on board. Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, on that team, yeah. I I still do, think he'll do you remember be. Remember how high I was with that guy? Yeah, you liked him a lot. I think he I think he'll so be. I think he'll be somewhat solid. The Bears defense has ever since they they traded Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, and ever since then their defense has not been the Bears defense that we knew it as. It's been pretty susceptible. Um, I got to see who the Jets play next week. Um, I think they play the Vikings. Yeah, they play the Vikings. So that'll be that'll be a good test for them to see. You know, that's a uh, fakers for their record, but still a legit team. And so he might get caught in a shootout. So yeah, we'll see with that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the next one: Bengals at the Titans. The Titans are getting one and a half points. The over under is forty two and a half. Um, I took Titans in over. You took Bengals in over. Coin took Bengals in under. Uh, final score, the Bengals end up winning 20-16. This was a close game for the majority of it, uh, but give credit to the Bengals' defense for shutting Derrick Henry down. Only 17 for 38 on the ground. Now, he did go 3 for 79 through the air um, because, man, when you get him in open space, those DBs got to make business decisions on whether or not they're going to tackle him. But this was, I mean, this was a good solid football game this is what the titans are going to do they're going to take a good team like the Bengals, who are getting better and better the closer they get to the playoffs and that's always a good sign of a team that is probably going to go far uh and they did so without jamar chase t higgins with a huge game seven for 114 and a touchdown just so you know i have t higgins justin jefferson and stefan diggs all on the same team in your league and it's delicious um Samaj P. Ryan comes in 17 for 58 and a touchdown with um, uh, Joe Mixon being beat up and not playing. Joe Burrow, 22 for 37, 270 and one. That's kind of what you needed from him. The Titans kind of let you funnel the pass game towards the middle. There's no long bombs. There's no, uh, they don't really let you run it. So that's kind of what you're going to win with is just kind of nickel and diming them and you really got to mix it up. But I still like the Titans in the playoffs. They're kind of built for that. Um, I like Traylon Burks going forward, four for 70 on this one. And then Derrick Henry going for the touchdown, gets the ball stripped from him, and then Traylon Burks goes and falls on it and uh, ends up. I did they? I don't see that they gave him the touchdown fumbles. It says that he recovered it. He covered it in the end zone. But uh, I picked him up, and I think he's going to end up being pretty. I, the more I see of him, the more I like. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, he's he's a pretty solid player. He's just not AJ Brown. Uh yet. I mean, it's his rookie year, and he's been beat up. AJ Brown was an AJ Brown 
his rookie year. And we, we, we started to see flashes, and it was that second year when he started looking really good, and he just got better. And we'll see. Traylon Burks may not be. It's too early to tell, but I think he's he's shown flashes that he's got the ability to be better. But my God, do they need another wide receiver on that team? Yeah, they really do. And you're right. He he was credited with a touchdown, but for some weird reason, it's not yeah not showing it for him on the stats. But yeah. yeah, he is that touchdown. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Falcons at the Commanders. The Falcons are getting four and a half. The over under is forty two. Um, Coin and I took Falcons and over. You took Commanders and under, and you were correct. I thought this was going to be more of a shootout. Final score: the uh, Commanders win nineteen to thirteen. So you got both of those on that. Um, Heineke doing Heineke things. Fourteen for twenty three, one thirty eight, two touchdowns and interception. Uh, Brian Robinson eighteen carries for one hundred five. It's it's interesting because sometimes it's like, will it be Brian Robinson's day? Will it be Antonio Gibson's? And Gibson only had nine for thirty two. Um, but you and I both were big into Brian Robinson coming out of the draft on the other side, not a lot of, and then he had two receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown. So huge game for Brian Robinson on my bench. Um, six weeks after getting shot in the butt. Yeah. I mean, twice. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually more than that, like 13 weeks, but still, that's, yeah. uh, that is impressive. Yeah. Is just wildly impressive. Good yeah. for that guy. Yeah. Nothing but I hope nothing but good things for him. I really wanted the Texans to get him, but we got Damian Pierce, and I will take that. Um, <laughs> Marcus Mariota, 15 for 25, 174, a touchdown and interception. Very Marcus Mariota thing. Six for 49 on the ground. Um, Algier and Cordell Patterson splitting carries. Almost identical stats. 11 for 54 for Algier. 11 for 52 for Patterson. Uh, although Patterson did get three for 19 on the through the air yeah i think you're going to start to see a transition over to algier they got him he's a rookie this year uh you and i both liked him coming out of was it byu um just a little uh, butterball guy that just kind of he, he just he's built to kind of take those hits uh the surprising thing for me in this game was drake london only two for 29 with kyle pitts out it's i'm going to be excited to see what desmond ritter looks like next year with all these weapons uh yeah yeah i mean it would be exciting to see him this year yeah but they don't <laughs> still, need to still don't see not playing him. i don't get it i get um, it why there's no reason you're not going to do anything this year you're not playing for this year you're playing for next let him learn i i, I don't like the, i guess he's a third round pick it, you don't need him to start this year i don't even feel like first round picks you have to start him it's it's not about need it's about mariota's not good so why not give him reps like, like reps matter. And, and, and I mean, they really do, especially just getting some experience. So he knows what to, when you, when they get the experience in theory <laughs> during the off season, they know what they need to get better at. And they have a better idea of what it's really going to look like in the game versus prepping all preseason, having never actually taken a snap against starters. And I, I don't see the, I mean, who cares if you get two picks better in the draft? Like they're already drafting low. Like who, in fact, I don't even know if they have a first round pick. Do they? Yeah, they get a first round yeah, pick. Yeah. I think they do. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you're already drafting low. The, the extra two picks is not going to make that big a difference, dude. I mean, we see it every year. There's, there's some of the picks before them are in the bus. Some of the picks right after them are going to be all pro players. But so, Andy, I mean, it's Andy, just about drafting. Well, they, Give them some rest. they might win the division. He's going to still be better than Mariota. Mariota's awful. That's the thing. He's not going to be the difference maker between them necessarily winning games or or losing games. The rest of the team is the team that's winning the games. Why not give him some reps? And maybe he is better than Mariota. Again, Mariota, 174 yards. That's what he managed. Yeah. uh, With a a pick. And and that's like one of his better games. Like he does not get 200 yards passing. And he often throws picks. Like he's just bad. I mean, if you no, know, he's I mean, bad. I'm not going to argue with that. Rushing, yeah, he's bad. Like yeah. it's not like he's Alex Smith and he's getting you, you know, 210 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and no picks. Like if he was doing that every game, you're like, okay, he's a game manager. He's not blowing the barns off, but leave him in and win and keep winning out. But this dude is playing poorly. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, again, unless Ritter's just a dum-dum and he's not getting the playbook and he just can't handle it. I don't understand not getting him some reps in this offense. Yeah. And maybe we'll see some, if they're out of, if they're out of contention for winning the division, maybe that'll happen. Um, but 
I don't know. I, I liked, I loved their draft uh, this year uh, with Drake London, Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Arnold Abedeke, who's been playing a lot better uh, every week, and Troy Anderson. So um, I don't have a problem with it. Let's see, you know, I, they're building for the future. I don't. I just don't have an issue with it. I guess we're just divided on that one. Uh, let's move on to Sadness Incarnate. Uh, Broncos at the Panthers. Pat Panthers getting uh, two points. I am an idiot. Uh, Coin and I took Broncos and under. You took Panthers and under. We all knew it was going to be under. Um, Panthers look like world beaters and end up winning 23-10 to 10 against this terrible team. And I think it was Shelby Harris comes up and just starts yelling at uh, uh, Russ. And later on, he says, oh, no, he was just saying, let's go. We got to get this offense going. And I'm with them. I think we should do it, too. Like, you, I, Ross has just, like, seemed to lose. He's out of touch with reality or something. Um, he, he really is. He, he's gone off the deep end. I mean, I think you, I think it was you texted me that uh, Carson Wentz has two more touchdowns than Russ, and he hasn't played since week six. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, uh, He's lost it. He doesn't have anything left in the tank. And then I, I knew this just horrible offense is coming up against the Panthers defense who got Jeremy Chin back. I was like, there's, it's just going to be smothering. Not, not that I thought the Panthers were going to put up that many points. But Yante Foreman, dude, is looking like a yeah. legit starting running Which back all awesome. year. Which is awesome. We loved yeah, him with I the think, Texans. He looked like he was going to be dude, good and then tears his Achilles very early. And he, Usually, you just don't come back from that as a running back or a wide receiver. You're just done. But he has been, been three years, four years since then. Yeah, and he's been literally an underdog his entire life. He was, even to the point that he was given a scholarship by UT, despite them not even wanting him to play, they just wanted his brother to sign. Wow. Amani <laughs> uh, Foreman, who at the time uh, was like the number one recruited running back in the country. And they're like, eh, give Deontay a, 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 a contract or you know whatever a, a scholarship, scholarship, and then uh, and then he'll follow us, so we'll get him next year. That's all we care about. Yeah. And then and then Deontay ends up being amazing. And then the draft, like he tears Achilles, he's done. Forget him, cut him. We cut him, and then uh, and then yeah, he goes to another team and and plays really well behind Henry. And then Henry's healthy. Ah, forget it, cut him. We already got a running back. And then he goes. Behind McCaffrey, McCaffrey leaves, and now he's just a stud. And I kind of thought it'd be Chuba Hubbard. I thought this would be his year to step up. Yeah. Um. And and he, and he has been. He fine did. He in didn't. A, in a complimentary last role. year, he got the ability and didn't look as good as everyone thought. Like he kind of fell off towards the end. Yeah, when yeah, I mean, Mike Davis. Mike Davis was start started playing ahead of him. That's true. That's true. But uh, you know, I just the O line wasn't great, so I don't know. I just and he was a rookie, so I was like, you know what. I, I'm not going to hold it against him yet, but uh, yeah, no, you're, I mean that, that was correct. So, but Deontay Foreman, I mean, once McCaffrey left, I was like, well, this is a joke. They have no running game. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? They're just thrown in the towel to get the number one overall pick. Uh, but man, Foreman, he's been fun to watch. Like Tra I've had traded Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals, who have done nothing with him. Yeah, and that's you know, he's. I don't think he's. That no, uh, I think he's. He just looks like out. a locker room cancer. Yeah. Have you seen the dude? Oh yeah, he's he's wild. Like I grabbed my wife's purse. Like <laughs> this dude looks like he is stoned all day, every day, and is just looking for trouble. Wow. And I mean, this is a dude that told the police officer he was going to do terrible things to his wife. I mean, this is yeah. the guy is not brilliant. And uh, so I like yeah, how he I, he told uh, everyone that Baker Mayfield was trash right before Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Panthers. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, but all right. Let's... Well, we can move on. This game was bad teams, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few the highlights. DJ Moore four for one hundred three and a touchdown. Sam Darnold eleven for nineteen, one sixty four and a touchdown, and expected to be the starter next week. Um, on the other side, Latavius Murray clearly the the sole back now. Thirteen carries. Everyone else got two at the most uh, for ninety two yards. So average seven yards a carry. The Panthers are a little bit weak against the run, so. Good for him. Cortland Sutton, six for 75. Um, yeah, that's that's just, there's so much sadness there. Uh, it's a factory of sadness. It is a factory of sadness. <laughs> Let us move on to Bucks at the Browns. The Browns were getting three and a half points. The over-under is 43. This was the farewell game for Jacoby Brissett. As we all know that um, starting next week in Houston, 
uh, Deshaun Watson will be back. And it seemed like <sighs> the Cleveland team rallied around that and they wanted did. to give him a really good send-off. They end up winning 23-17. to 17. Um, We all took the Bucks, you, me, and Coin. Uh, you and I took under, Coin took over, and we were right about the under. The final score, 23-17, so a total score of 40. Bucks would have needed six points to cover instead of the three and a half they gave up. Uh, Tom Brady, not a terrible game, 29 for 43. I mean, the completion percentage is not great. 246 and two. Um, Rashad White with Leonard Fournette being out, and also the, the guy played in my other league, he started Leonard Fournette, and that was delicious. Uh, 14 carries for 64, nothing good, but you see he's kind of, I think they're going to be a, start to be a transition to Rashad White from Leonard Fournette. Um, Chris Godwin yeah. comes in, 12 for 110 and a touchdown. Mike Evans, nine targets, two receptions. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, that team, though, so so the O-line is really important for Tom Brady. We all know that. Tom Brady... Um, being the guy that Brissett started behind when he got drafted uh, and, and uh, moved on. But I don't know if you saw uh, this defender tried to leap their, their right guard. And I mean, literally like hurdles him. Like, like his, his feet are at the head level of the right guard as he's trying to hurdle this dude and make this like amazing play uh, on Brady. The guards have none of it. Grabs him, turns and body slams him into the ground. Unfortunately, he body slammed him onto Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. Uh, and Wirfs is done, donezo. Yeah. So that, he got carted that, off. Yeah. That does not bode well for an already terrible Bucks team this year, which which is unbelievable considering they're healthy. No, they are not <laughs> like, healthy. No, they're not healthy. That offensive dude, line. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. That Julio offensive line. Jones, Andy, that offensive Cameron line was Ray. injured when they came into the season. No, I'm talking about okay. The offensive line's nicked up, but they've got they've got Pro Bowl level talent all over the field, all over. But if you don't have an offensive line and your quarterback is a statue, then you have a problem. No, well, yeah, he's a statue and he's gotten too old. He's he's done, man. He's done. No, I don't think he is. He was still zip. He was overthrowing Mike Evans, which is not easy. He still got zip on the ball. That offensive line, he doesn't like pressure up the middle. And starting the season, his, his his starting center and his backup center both got injured. He's lost a guard and a tackle now. Donovan Smith is over at left tackle. Tristan Wirfs is out. Oh, no, Donovan Smith's been there. But Tristan Wirfs is out. So now they've lost, what, five offensive linemen? Yep. Still, they had they had two Pro Bowl tackles. No. I, I don't know. He's going to go to San, I, I, He's going to end up going to San Francisco next year, and he's going to <clears throat> rock their world. Um, on the other side, yeah, Jacoby yeah, Brissett. Yeah. That's fine. You can be wrong. Jacoby Brissett, twenty-three <laughs> for thirty-seven, two ten, a touchdown and an interception. Nick Chubb, who was just real ridiculous, twenty-six for one sixteen, a touchdown, and then Anthony Short's got a a long, just got a got one away from him for a thirty-one yard touchdown. Uh, Amari Cooper, seven for ninety-four, but my God, that catch at the end of the game. Did you see that? Where he just he went up and just snatched it out of the air. It was unreal. I didn't see it. And then David and Joku five for twenty nine and a touchdown catch that was one handed. And also these guys, this was you can't have watched that game and said that it wasn't absolutely because they were trying to show Jacoby Brissett how much they love him. Like that was for him. They did that to because for for his last game, I'd agree to beat the and Bucks. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett did they a great job. For them, yeah, and a lot of respect. He might be one of the best backups in the league. I love like him, Colt McCoy, Gardner Minshew. Like those guys are all just Mike White, just all really solid backups. Absolutely, yeah. There's some good ones out there, and the Browns are what now? The they're Browns are. Let me check the standings. Um, I think they're five and seven. Yeah, four and seven. They're four and seven. No four chance seven. to win the division. Yeah. Ravens are seven no. four, Bengals are seven four, but I think the Bengals are about to start breaking away and uh, kind of take over for the for that division. Uh, All right, let us move on to Raiders at the uh, at charge or Raiders at Seahawks. Seahawks. Raiders getting three and a half over under is forty seven and a half. Uh, we all took Seahawks. Uh, Coin and I took over. You took under. Um, this was a great game. This is the one I was looking forward to the most, and 
it it did not disappoint. Forty to thirty four, the game ends we up didn't. being. So it was it was definitely over. And did you watch any of this? I did. Yeah, I did watch a lot of it. I mean, you and I talked about it going into the game. But yeah, he hard like was crying in the press conference after the game. He's like, "We're better than this. We're gonna do better." You know, he was like, he was just really frustrated. And I'm like, dude, that's that's what players want to see so badly. I yeah. mean, that's that's why so many Texans fans hated uh, Brock Osweiler. It, it wasn't wasn't this, it wasn't just a play. It was he would be losing, he would get picked off, and he'd be on the sideline laughing and talking to buddies. And you're like, dude, act like you care. Yeah. You know, and and Carr is out there balling. Like he's like, I know we could do better. This is could have been our year. But and so they they came out there and they and they balled out for the dude. And I mean, we got an 18 yard bomb to Amir Abdullah. Remember that guy? Yeah, I know. I was just remember, thinking of that. Remember Amir I forgot Abdullah? about that guy. <laughs> yeah, that was the old Lions running back uh, that everybody thought was going to be the dude. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it was overall it was it was it was a fun game to watch. Devontae Adams is still a stud. Uh, Jacobs just unreal. The Seahawks defense. And they- I mean, you knew. He had a I hamstring say, issue. Be hard. He had a hamstring injury too, and they didn't think he was gonna be able to come back in the t- in the game. But comes back in overtime and has that long run. Yeah, and I mean you need it against his team because yeah. because Tariq Woolen's back there. They've got a decent secondary. Yeah, uh, which limited Devontae Adams to seven, under seventy five yards. Um, but Jamar, uh, uh, Jacobs not only did he get two hundred twenty nine yards and two touchdowns rushing, he got another seventy four on six uh, receptions. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we're, we're talking 300 yards of offense from Josh Jacobs, 300 yards. Yeah. Of offense, it was unreal uh, from Josh Jacobs. And that's, that's how you got to beat the Seahawks. And so it made all the sense in the world. that he's like, this is the game I got to play for yeah. and play through. And like we said, play for Derek Carr. Yeah. So, uh, he did it and good for them. I mean, they're at, look, Carr wasn't always the guy I wanted on my team. I didn't always think he's an elite QB. We always argue about that, but I think he's a good dude. And so, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's – he's. I, I, I'm happy whenever he plays well. Yeah, sure I am too. Well, he started off rough, uh, two interceptions, and it looked like things yeah. were going to go the, the wrong way. And then, boy, yep. he just rallied. Uh, ends up 25 for 36, 295, three touchdowns in addition to those two interceptions. Really just came back. This was this was such a good game. Uh, Mac Hollins with a touchdown. I mean, like you said, Amir Abdullah with a touchdown. Foster Moreau with a touchdown with uh, Darren Waller out. Um, it was entertaining. On the other side, Geno Smith, 27 for 37, who I think is probably going to be comeback player of the year. I don't know how it's not. Um, 328 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Kenneth Walker, they kind of shut him down, which was interesting. Only uh, He had 14 carries for 26 yards, so... Two yards, averaging just shy of two yards a carry, but he had two touchdowns. Uh, DK Metcalf, 11 for 90. Tyler Lockett had, boy, if you get a chance, go check out the touchdown he had. That was really nice. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, these are two teams that I think are still building. I think the Seahawks are a lot closer just with that Russell Wilson trade. And my God, that might be one of the top 10 most lopsided trades of all time since like Herschel Walker or DeAndre Hopkins, like what they got for, for all of that. This is i uh, I'm guessing everyone on the Broncos is like, man, I wish I could have been traded to the Seahawks. Yeah. God, you're not kidding. That was, uh, they, and they obviously knew something about Russ that the rest of the world did. Yeah. You know? um, and, and I mean, the let Russ cook, do you remember? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and, they, and they're like, no, 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 we want to run the ball too. Uh, yeah, they knew what they were doing. They yeah. knew what they were doing. They're like, yeah, he's not a good cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, smart move. And, geez, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen as steep a downturn in one season. Yeah. Like, that's cornerback level. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they plateau and disappear overnight. But quarterbacks don't do as huge. A, I mean, from, like, elite-level status – Super Bowl. I mean, it was always Super Bowl winning Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winning Dangerous, Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. You know, now it's like, hey, guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson's being the drag drug back out there to start next week <laughs> in one season uh, onto a team that a lot of people thought was better offense. Oh yeah, I had them to win the division. I I still think. Yeah. They, I mean, they're gonna get another coach in there because Nathaniel Hackett just ain't the guy and that'll help improve things because Nathaniel Hackett it drives me nuts when when people are like oh he was the offensive coordinator for the Packers he'll be great here 
Why? Aaron Rodgers runs that. What are you thinking? Like Bill O'Brien with the with Tom Brady. Like, oh yeah, that guy was a mess until Bill O'Brien got there. He really turned him around. Like, I, I just that stuff. <laughs> ne- I never understand that. Go give me although, an, although yeah number one draft pick potentially is going to be Bill O'Brien's quarterback. Oh, well, then he's <laughs> going to be amazing Young. once he gets out of Bryce that. Young. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought that's funny. Yeah, uh, you know what I want? I want the Seattle Seahawks offense coordinator. That's what I want. My God! And, but is it him or is it Pete Carroll? Like Pete Carroll's I mean, more—he's always been a defensive cor- defensive guy. He he always runs the, more but, as the I mean, defensive person. We say that, but now we see that maybe Russ isn't that great. Yeah. And Pete Carroll has been putting together a nice little offensive plan over the last eight years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, potentially. I'm just saying, like, you never know. Like. People kind of get labeled as, oh, he's a defensive or, oh, he's offensive. But then they end up doing a better job at the opposite thing. So I, it could be the coordinator, but I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's a little better than we thought. Possibly. Uh, let's move on to Chargers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are getting four and a half. The over-under is 47 and a half. Uh, we all took the Chargers. You and I took the over. Coin took the under. None of us were right. Um, the Cardinals, while they wouldn't win, they would keep it close. It lose by one point, uh, 25 to 24, so it was the over, um, but we lost on the spread. So, Justin Herbert had an amazing game, 35 for 47, 274 and 3, uh, and then ran for another 38 yards on the ground. Austin Eckler, it, it's so funny. He has been really bad on the ground, 5 for 20, but then 11 for 60 and a touchdown through the air. Like, he's basically a receiver that's sitting back playing running back. Um, DeAndre Carter, 7 for 73 and a touchdown. Joshua Palmer, 5 for 56. It's good to see Joshua Palmer. I liked him coming out of the draft. I thought he was going to be good when he went to the Chargers. Um, It's good to see him kind of stepping up. That's another team that is going to be interesting to see what they look like with their new new coach next year uh, because I don't think he sticks around. And speaking of teams that are going to get new coaches, the Cardinals um, had Kyler Murray going 18 for 29, 191, Two touchdowns, interception. James Conner is back with the lion's share of the carries, 25 for 120. And then D-Hop doing D-Hop things, four for 87 and a touchdown. Oh, yeah, and Conner got yeah. three for 20 and a touchdown through the air. Well, don't forget that Kyler Murray got another 56 on the ground and a touchdown. That's true. I mean, yeah. Kyler Murray was playing better than normal. Yeah. Oh, well, not better than normal. Well, he sat, he sat for a week and he got, to, he got to rest. Two weeks, I think, yeah, actually. Yeah, so, and he needed it. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. needed it. And, and this was, was this his first game back? With Marquise Brown? Uh, I think Has Marquise so. Brown been playing? Or is, no, he's been. Like he's been out. This is his first game back was this one, I believe. Yeah, so he got eight targets. He actually led the team in targets. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting to see the, the former Roonies or whatever uh, uh, playing well together. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. Um, Trey McBride, though, to me, their biggest loss is Trey McBride is not coming in and stepping up for the loss of Zach Ertz, no. which is really hard. Not yet. Forward, not yet. Not yet. He's yeah, a rookie. Yeah, yeah. I think he could end yeah. up being. I think he's going to end up being really good. I think he might end up being one of the best. Um, I mean, Dulcich okay. might end up being the best tight end in that draft, but I think Trey, Trey McBride is still going to be really solid. All right. Um, let us move on to Saints at the 49ers. The Saints are getting nine and a half. The over under is 43. Uh, I just don't trust the Saints' offense whatsoever, especially against that 49ers defense. So I took 49ers and over. I will regret the over. Uh, you took Saints and under. You will regret the Saints. Uh, Coin got 49ers, 49ers and under and will regret nothing. Uh, 49ers end up winning 13-0. to zero. Saints can't put a point on the board. Um, so they would have needed 13 points instead of the 9.5 they got. And that means the total score was a whopping 13. So, um, yeah, the Saints are bad. They need a quarterback. Yeah, no, they are. They are bad. Uh, yeah, and they're not going to get better anytime soon, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like. Yeah. Um, Andy Dalton, 18 for 29, 204. Um, they're, yeah, they're just going to need a quarterback in this. They said they're, we need to get Taysom Hill more involved. He had one attempt uh, for zero completions, and he had six carries for 13 yards and one reception for seven yards on two targets. So... Uh, that did not go great for him. Chris Olave, 5 for 62. R- Rashid Shahid, 2 for 53. Um, Kamara, 6 for 37 through the air and 7 for 13 on the ground, less than 2 yards a carry. It's just This is just an anemic offense. Um, 
Dennis Allen has taken over. He was the defensive coordinator. He's the head coach now. The defense is still pretty solid. Can't do anything on offense. On the other side, Jimmy Garoppolo, 26 for 37, 222 and a touchdown. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, 7 for 35. Christian McCaffrey, kind of nothing for him. 11 for 32, uh, less than three yards of carry, and then four for 17 through the air. The big thing was uh, Brandon Ayuk did well, 5 for 65. Jawan Jennings getting the only touchdown in the game and 49 yards. Um, we can talk about this more, but the 49ers, I think, are... I think they're going to be a tough team in the playoffs, um, but they still, Jimmy Garoppolo is just not the guy. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, he's becoming a guy that's that's hard to root against uh, just because of his positive attitude, but uh, yeah, he's, he's not the guy. And he's just so pretty. They, they give him some draft picks for a guy who, who's, again, not the guy. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it. I, think Tom Brady might be their best option next year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny to say that because, like, yeah, well, of course, Tom Brady's the best option for anybody. But, uh, yeah, they, they might they might have to do that because they've got an all-Madden team except for quarterback. I, I mean, their team is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. And, uh, yeah, they need they just need a quarterback. I don't know that you, they have – they don't have a draft pick, so they're not going to be able to draft one the first. Um, they don't have one on the roster. So, yeah, I think their best chance is going to be luring a free agent who's willing to take maybe a little bit under market value to come in and win another Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Rams at the Chiefs. The Rams are getting a whopping 14.5 points, uh, the most on the week that had some huge point spreads. Uh, over-under was 44. We all took the Chiefs. We all took the under. We all knew what we were talking about. Uh, Chiefs end up winning 26 to 10. Rams were needed 16 points to cover. Total was 36. Um, Bryce Perkins, starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, goes 13 for 23, 100 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Ugh. He also ran nine times for 44 yards, which was the most for any running back on the Rams. Their running game continues to be terrible. Um, Van Jefferson, who is... Three for 29 and a touchdown. He's been playing better and better every week. Now, he doesn't really have the quarterbacks to throw to him. This is his third quarterback Mm -hmm. in as many games. Um, He's, I mean, it's always three targets, but he makes the most out of them. 27 yards and a touchdown, 41 yards, 29 and a touchdown. This is not a good offense, so he's making the most of what he can, but I think he's going to end up being pretty good. Um, Kyron Williams is an interesting one to keep your eye on. He got He's the, a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. He got the lion's share of the carries, uh, 11 to 35. He started the season injured, which was 11 for 35 is not good, but no one is a good running back on this team. And then ends up getting, um, three for 25 on three targets through the air. Yeah. I think he could end up turning into a pretty good player. I, I liked him in the draft too. Uh, I, I really thought if he went to a good team, he could potentially develop into a good dual threat type of a running back and, and he kind of was this week you know <laughs> for the limited uh amount of of you know uh, benefit that they had but they, like you said they, the team knew to just key in on him i mean yeah. uh the chiefs the chiefs knew to key on him because perkins as we thought you know less than 150 total offensive yards and two picks yeah so he's not gonna be able to do anything for that team and the chiefs you know end up running the ball what 30 30 times yeah, because they they took a quick lead. They just run, run, run the ball. Kelsey still gets his his Kelsey things, fifty seven and a touchdown. But yeah, didn't have to do much outside of just letting Pacheco work. Yeah, um, yeah, Pacheco is taken over as the lead back for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Twenty two for sixty nine and a touchdown on the ground. One for seventeen through the air on one target. Uh, Mahomes twenty seven for forty two, three hundred twenty yards, touchdown interception. Not a great game for him, but they really didn't. I mean, the Rams scored a field goal until the fourth quarter, and the Kansas City just continually seven, seven points, six points, seven points, six points. So they just, it, it was kind of like they were just kind of half speed. Travis Kelsey, four for 57 and a touchdown because he's awesome. Um, Marquez Valdez Scanling, four fifty six with Kadarius Tony out. Um, but the most targets for wide receiver, uh, Sky Moore and Jarek McKinnon. So take that for what you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not yeah. thinking of anything at the moment. I, I just don't know what to do with that yet. Yeah. We'll um, 
Let's move on to the Sunday night game. Packers at the Eagles. Packers are getting seven points. The over-under is 46. Um, you and I took Packers. Uh, I took over. You took under. Coin had Eagles and under. Um, yeah, I don't have... I mean, it worked out. They just barely covered 33-40. to 40, So they lose, but cover. And the total score was 73. Uh, Aaron Rodgers leaves early in the game with uh, abdominal issues he thought he had a uh, punctured lung or some ribs I th- he just kind of seems like he's a little bit checked out 11 for 16 for 140 yards two touchdowns two interceptions jordan love comes in looks not bad six for nine for 113 yards and a touchdown something to keep your eye on there because uh, i think rogers yeah, i think rogers is going to get traded after this year um aaron jones 12 carries for 43 yards um aj Dillon eight for 64 and a touchdown on the ground i mean Aaron Jones was solid through the air, three for 56 and a touchdown. And then AJ Dillon was solid on the ground. And then Christian Watson, this guy, every single week, it's four receptions, three receptions, but he ends up getting a hundred yards and a touchdown on him. He's so, he's so fast, Andy. He's so fast. And for a guy that's six, five, you're not supposed to be that fast. Uh, uh, we both liked him coming out of the draft, but we thought, you know, he's going to take some time to kind of acclimate to, this level of uh, competitiveness, but I think he's there. I think he's gotten really good. I think he's the, I mean, he had the most targets of any of the wide receivers. Um, I, yeah, I think he's going to, boy, get him early in drafts next year. Agreed. Um, on the other side, Jalen Hurts, 16 for 28, 153 yards, two touchdowns, and then right for 157 yards on the ground. Um, Miles Sanders, 21 for 143 and two touchdowns. They really didn't need to pass it that much. A.J. Brown gets a touchdown in 46 yards. Quez Watkins gets uh, a touchdown. And if you haven't seen it, go check out that touchdown. It's, it shows a lot about how good Hurts is. Um, he underthrows it, but on purpose. To, I mean, there was the only place to do it. Quez Watkins comes back, gets the touchdown, and then uh, backpedals into the end zone. That's, Hurts is getting better and better at throwing. And I think you're going to, I mean, we saw the same thing with Lamar Jackson. He ran more the first year, took the offseason, really focused on passing, got better. And I think you're going to see kind of a mirror image with Jalen Hurts. The teams love him. Um, He's a great locker room guy. This guy is, uh, he is going to be fantastic for a while. He is. And I'm just excited for the amount of uh, young playmakers in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, he's, he's obviously one and, uh, there's there's a lot of good shakeup to the NFL to come. Well, and that Eagles team is interesting because they've got a good mix of uh, new young veterans, and they still got draft picks coming, and mm-hmm. some really young team. I mean, AJ Brown is young, Devontae Smith is young, Jordan Mailata, who is I mean, was a seventh round pick and has been a really solid left tackle, Lyndon Dickerson, who will end up taking over for Jason Kelsey, I imagine. Um, and then they're eventually going to have to get a right tackle and Lane Johnson, but who, Lane Johnson might be one of the best right tackles in the league. Uh, I also love that they got Cam Jurgens. Actually, he'll take over for Kelsey, and they'll have Dickerson, Dickerson at guard. Um, and then on the other side, they've got uh, Jordan Davis, who will end up taking over for Fletcher Cox. Josh Sweat, who has already taken over and uh, for Brandon Graham. And they got Robert Quinn that cycles in. And then Kobe Dean. They just they got a lot of Hassan Reddick. They know how to use, and he'll be good. Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson has been unbelievable this year. I think he might have the record for the most interceptions this year. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, I have to I have to check on that, but I think he has got. I think he's got the most. Uh, wow. let me, yeah, let me look into that, but. Uh, while I do, you can tell me a little bit about the Steelers at the Colts. The uh, Steelers getting two and a half over under 39. Uh, Coin and I took Steelers. Uh, you took Colts and under. I am very wise, as is Coin. You are a fool because they uh, Steelers end up winning 24 to 17. Um, the uh, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I just uh, I don't mean, trust the Colts. Yeah, I, well, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't trust the Colts either, <laughs> but I also don't trust the Steelers. So uh, I was very thrown off with John. Taylor's been doing better, and he was still good in this game. And and Pittman kind of had this slight return to form. 
getting close to, you know, getting 61 yards and a touchdown, but uh, Jelani Woods still being a beast with almost 100 yards. I, I didn't think, I didn't think Kenny Pickett had it in him, and he kind of didn't. Najee Harris has been fine, not great this year, behind a terrible line. But the, what was shocking was that uh, Benny Snell eclipsed him in touches. So, uh, I, well, he got I injured. Did not see that coming. Well, he got injured. Uh, oh, was he injured? Yeah, he got injured during the game and left, oh, and then Snell ends up taking over. Yeah, because Najee was having – last week he was great. This week, 10 for 35 and a touchdown was great. But, yeah, he got injured yeah. and ends up uh, ends up not playing. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. All right, good to know. That's Yeah, that's that's not good for them. No. Um, and, um, yeah, what do you think of Kenny Pickett? I mean, I think it's what I expected out of him this year. I mean, he's getting some snaps. He's learning. 175 yards, no picks, no touchdowns. Um, a little bit of a threat on the ground, not as much this week. Uh, he only had 32 yards, but uh, you know, he's a game manager, and uh, he. I think his threat to run helps just enough to open up the the run game for the other running backs a little bit, yeah. though not you know, not drastically. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's good to have him in, get him those reps, and see what they got in him, but. Uh, yeah, I don't expect much more than that this year until he gets an O line where he has some time to throw because he just doesn't have time. Yeah, he have time to chunk a ball up. So I mean, it's hard to blame the dude for, you know, not having a million passing yards when he's got you know second and a half to throw it. So, yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see what he's like next season after they shore up that offensive line because God, they got to. Um, it's hurting everything. Uh, on the other yes. side, Matt Ryan, twenty-two for thirty-four, one ninety-nine, a touchdown interception, but he looked good. He had some. He had some fumbles. Uh, he had one that I think they put on Jonathan Taylor, but he fumbled twice, lost once, and then had the interception. He's got to shore that up. Jonathan Taylor, back to form, 20 for 86 and a touchdown. Um, Matt Ryan, 4 for 22. It's so great. Some weird – I don't know if you saw the end of it, but the Jeff Saturday did not call timeouts and lost a lot of – like ate up a lot of clock. And, uh, they you know, they ended up – not needing because I guess they turned it over in fourth down, but that was just, that's not, I mean, he's a new coach. I think he's done the best he can with, for, you know, having the experience he has, but that's, that's a big, that's a big drop off. Um, as far as receiving goes, Jelani Woods, big Jelani Woods. You and I both liked him out of Virginia. Um, eight for 98, Michael Pittman, seven for 61, a touchdown. Michael Pittman had some Really good catches, though. That guy's going to be super solid. I know you were never a big fan of him, but he is going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I was, I was never not a, a fan of Michael Pittman. I just didn't know. I, I didn't think he could be the number one receiver on a team necessarily. I thought there needed to be, or at least there needed to be, a complimentary receiver across from him that's that's as good. I just didn't think he could be the Jamar chases in the world. You know what I mean? That just, just demanding double teams, every single play type of a guy. Yeah. But, um, but he might, he might, he could, he just, you know, the edge old problem. We'll never know until he has a quarterback. Yeah. Um, that is all we have for the games. I did want to touch on CJ Gardner. Johnson is leading the league in interceptions with six. Um, second is Tariq Woolen, the rookie with five. You and I wanted the Texans to get him so bad. And I, hate hate that we did not get him yeah 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 i know i know we really did want that guy and that is that is crushing to see that's like how much we loved adrian amos coming into the draft and like why is no one picking this up and then the bears get him in like the sixth round that's so frustrating heartbreaking uh that is all we have for this week we'll be back on friday with our predictions for believe it or not week 13 of the nfl season um until that time may the acls be with you I'm also with you.